I don't know the fruit on the other side, but they heard the stories and they exactly. heard what God was doing. But I also used to be that judgmental person, I will say. I grew up in the same faith that they did. Mm. And it was filled that the spirit on that church tends to be more religious in the sense of Pharisee-like, where it's very judgmental and very critical. So I myself used to be, and I've had to be very watchful of this in my life period, whether yeah. it's internal or outward, not to be judgmental or critical of something because it could be God. Welcome to the Ask About My Faith podcast, where our hope is to inspire everyday faith conversations. I'm Jess. And I'm Abby. Today, we're sharing a conversation we had with Jamie Lynn Walnew. Jamie Lynn is the author of Holy Revolution and the founder of the Set Apart Women podcast and ministry. Jamie Lynn is one of those people who I am drawn to. It might be her high energy, her confidence, or just everything wrapped into her person. But this interview was so fun. She has a ton of stories to share, including a faith conversation she had at a Comic-Con-like conference, sharing her faith while getting her hair done, and my favorite, how a family member came to faith at Jamie Lynn's wedding. There is so much packed into part one of this conversation. Let's jump in. Well, Jamie Lynn, thank you so much for joining us today. It is fantastic to have you sharing some stories with us. So happy to be here. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Oh gosh. I think our listeners are going to have fun with this one. (laughs) I hope so. Look, I'm pretty black and white, but also maybe there's some humor mixed in there, but Hopefully I don't scare any of your listeners away. <laughs> That's the hope. That's the hope. We, uh, we'd love to start by hearing your faith story and how you came to know the Lord. Well, this is interesting because I would say for me, I genuinely can't recall a time I was... People are like, oh, that's not true. Everybody remembers that one moment, you know? And for me, honestly, I grew up in a family that really loves the Lord. And since I was a little girl, I always felt set apart. And I mean this from like an internal place. Yeah. Like even internally, I was always talking to God and it wasn't until my senior year of high school that I found out people talk to themselves. So like internally, since I was young, I was always processing in my mind, thinking to God, like I didn't know that that wasn't normal. And so I would say though, this, Mm. you know, I had a dream about heaven when I was in elementary school that really changed my life. And Mm. I did not grow up in a in a church with the Holy Spirit because I thought that was a Catholic thing. Like we didn't talk about stuff like that. So there wasn't like, that wasn't normal to have dreams like that. But my parents were like, what do you think it means? And then the next thing would be Mm. in junior high, I got baptized. So that was like a really big decision that I begged my dad for. But he was awesome. And I think this is cool. He wanted to make sure I knew what I was doing and that I meant it. Mm -hmm. And so he really talked me through that and he baptized me when he knew I was ready. So those are pivotal moments as a child where I really realized like, okay, this is like, I'm giving my whole life to Jesus. Clearly I already feel like I'm living with him, like, and he's with me. And so why wouldn't I make this statement? I hope that answered your question. (laughs) 100%. I love that. What is your, what's your earliest memory of sharing your faith? Hmm. I, I think I, when I, w- when I was younger, I think when you're a kid, you don't really think twice about sharing your faith because nobody's like, no, hmm. the world is so different now than it was then too. You don't really have fear of man. Hmm. So I was very openly a Christian when I was little. 
So I would say the most radical moment where it was like, oh, this is requiring faith for me to share my faith Mm. is when I think I was, so I, I hope that makes sense. So when I'm younger, you know, like you're talking about being a Christian, you're talking about God, it's great. But when I was in college, I remember getting baptized in the Holy Spirit, which was like not a thing. I grew up Church of Christ, which I'm thankful for. And I'm thankful for it in many ways in the fact that there was room for me to know God, but there was no relationship in the church I went to with God. And there was no Holy Spirit, signs, wonders, miracles. Like there was no expression of faith outside of just showing up Sundays. Mm-hmm. Um So I would say in college, when fear of man really kicks in and you like really, really care about what people think, because in high school, I mean, I was openly a Christian. I mean, in college, I went to a Christian university. I remember it took faith for me to share things about the Holy Spirit for me more than anything Mm. to friends because they didn't yet have the Holy Spirit. So I was sharing Mm. testimony of things that I had encountered with the Holy Spirit that were radical. They're very normal if you're filled with the Holy Spirit. But at the time, it was very radical to talk about anything like that. And I just remember kind of coming to terms in a moment where there were girls in the room that were younger than me. I was sharing what I had experienced with the Holy Spirit, and they were very inquisitive, and I was shocked. But I also knew when I left the room, they'd probably be talking about me. (laughs) But Mm. I didn't care because it was like, it was so real. So I would say, I I remember in college, that first time of just that radical moment in realizing, okay, well, I'm low key shaking internally right now, which I don't Mm. understand why then, but I do understand why as we've all (laughs) felt that at some point or another. Yeah. Do you have any recollection of what, what that conversation was like, what brought it on and what was going on? Yeah. Well, um, I was going to, I guess this was graduate school, this moment that I'm remembering. I was in grad Mm -hmm. school and this was a, these were girls who were still in undergraduate school. I had gone somewhere where I went to a church where there were like miracles going on with the Holy Spirit. And I was, I was like that closet spirit filled girl and all the people that were spirit filled, like that were baptized in the Holy Spirit at my college were so radically loud that it was uncomfortable mm. for me, but it's mm. beautiful that they were radically loud, but the way they did it was kind of like praying for people at the bottom of the stairs really loud and while everybody's walking by, it wasn't like this. It was, it was, you know, Mm -hmm. it wasn't very comfortable. So I kind of veered away from quote unquote, those people. Yeah. And looking back, I'm like, yeah, maybe that wasn't the best way for them to do it, but it's cool that they had that um, courage. But I remember sharing things about how um, like miracles that were happening at our church, like people getting healed, um, people getting delivered Um, and I remember sharing about encounters that I had with the Holy Spirit and stories about people hearing God and sharing what God was saying to them, prophecy, the prophetic, um, and that alone, and that's nothing compared to what I've experienced with him now, but that was really big then to share like, yeah, God speaks to you today. And this is what he's saying. It's called prophecy and it's a prophetic gift and it's in his word and it's happening all the time at my church in Dallas and like that kind of thing. But they were were inquisitive, but, but they were also the kind of girls that like, when you left, these weren't super close friends. They're also the Mm -hmm. kind of girls that like, I wish I could be a fly on the wall and hear what they were saying when I left. Oh no! (laughs) Sure. Well, good for you for not letting that dissuade you. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. I think it's so easy for us to say, oh no, they're judgmental. So I'm not gonna, well, okay. First of all, 
what good is that label? Right. Yeah. But then too, gosh, who knows how that might've impacted you. Do you have an idea how that might have impacted them or not really? I don't actually, but mm. that's what's so interesting. I heard somebody say one time when they were preaching at our church, they, you know, it's like as if they laid out a timeline and they were showing all these little ticks on the timeline yeah. of somebody's mm-hmm. life and how every moment that you encounter somebody, you're planting seeds. Yeah. You may not be the one that leads them to getting baptized in the Holy Spirit. You may not be the one that yeah. leads them to salvation, but you are helping them get closer and closer to that moment every time. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of how I see that moment is I pray and hope. I mean, this was over, man, this is almost 20 years ago, 15, 20 years. I don't know how long ago it was, but I pray that seeds were planted then, you know, and mm-hmm. that's all I can do is be faithful. Like I'm not going to push somebody to do something. They're not real or it's, mm-hmm. it's to them in that moment, yeah. um, which I've grown in maturity since then anyways. But you know, that was, yeah. I don't, I don't know the fruit on the other side, but they heard the stories and they exactly. heard what God was doing. But I also mm-hmm. used to be that judgmental person. I will say, I grew up in the same faith that they did. Mm-hmm. And it was filled that the spirit on that church tends to be more religious in the sense of Pharisee-like, where it's very judgmental and very critical. So I myself used to be, and I've had to be very watchful of this in my life period, whether yeah. it's internal or outward, not to be judgmental or critical of something because it could be God. So yeah. I, I feel like there's this understanding I have looking back on that. Yeah. Well, it's so interesting too. We, we've talked to a lot of people that we interview and they have relationships with people that don't know the Lord and they are planting all of those seeds. But to even think about, man, people that do know God with their mind, mm. but maybe haven't experienced him in their heart, like they also need to hear those stories of encounter and Holy Spirit and uh, need to take their own step of faith into actual relationship with the mm. Lord. Yeah, that's so true. Because there's a mm-hmm. difference for sure. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was your like earliest kind of first step of faith. Can you share a story more recently of where you got to share your faith? Yes. I don't know what has come over me the past month. I honestly, <laughs> I'm, I'm saying that, well, it's the Lord, but there's just <laughs> this courage to like, I could not be alive tomorrow. So I'm just going for it. Mm. Like there's this thing and I'm not, I'm, and I'm, I know what it's like to not have that courage, but mm. First of all, not that you're asking me this. I just want to say, if somebody's listening in right now and you're like, I never think to share the gospel, mm-hmm. I have no problem telling anybody about my husband, Lance, and how awesome he is and kind yeah. and wonderful and how much I love him. But we should even more so be willing mm-hmm. to share about Jesus in the same way, That's right. if, if not more. So I would say if we don't have the mm-hmm. courage to really share, we may not really know him the way wow. that Jesus hopes that we would know him to mm-hmm. where it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm just talking about a person that's real, that's alive and that's changed my yeah. life. But yeah. anyways, I say that. So, so this is funny. Um, recently I went to a, I was telling Jess this, but I went to a Comic-Con type event. It's not called Comic-Con, but it was something like that. Okay. There are like 14, 15 year olds dressed in like lingerie, like full bottoms hanging out. I've never been to anything like this in my life. My friend is a spirit-filled Christian. She's done voice acting for like 22 years for this one character in anime, mm-hmm. but she's been able to go to these events and like these closet Christians come up and are like, I didn't think any other Christians would be here. Like, this is a straight up, like, hear me out. This isn't everybody. You see all different kinds of stuff there that you're like, sure. oh, but um, there's like a... 
we went to this one thing that we, we had to get up and leave um, because they were, there were a lot of witches in the room and they were celebrating witchcraft and mm. Wiccan. And we were like, what? Okay, girl. And so I say this because we're in this environment with all these young people who are coming around something that their identity has been found in. They're dressing up in all these costumes mm. and this is what they know. So this is their identity. And they probably haven't really met the man Jesus yet mm-hmm. or what mm-hmm. they know about him isn't, you know, maybe it wasn't displayed the way that Jesus would hope. Sure. But even even people rejected Jesus when he walked the earth. So yeah. I say this because there was just still a whole lot going on, but there was so much love and affection in my heart for everybody. And so I was internally just like, Holy Spirit, will you please show me how to love these people? Will you show me how to pour into them? There's this other guy that is a very prolific voice actor. He's like 40 or so years old. And all of a sudden, I just got this crazy word for him from the Lord. It was mm-hmm. like, and we had like gone to dinner with him and his wife, and we, you know, we were getting to hang out. And I just, I, this dude is a believer, like grew up Catholic, but isn't really practicing it. And he struggles with that. He was very open with us. So I was like, you know, I just went up to him and I was like, so and so, Bob, whatever his name is, Bob. <laughs> um, I just like, I was like, I don't. Sometimes the Lord shares things with me and I was like, I don't really care if this sounds weird or what you think about me because he was like really funny and he was giggling. And I was like, Mm. I just have to tell you, God loves you so much. And I Mm. feel like this weekend I I saw like how faithful you've been in your craft, which is cool. But I feel like Mm. the Lord is about to open up some radical doors for you because he loves you. He cares about you. He sees you. And I just want you to know that you have dreams in your heart that you've dreamt of. They're not too big. And God is going to outdream you. And some doors are about to open in your life. And Mm. you're going to remember this moment where you look back and you know that God is for you. And he's the one that's opening these radical dreams for your life. And Mm. so I just want you to know this because I'm so pumped for you. I'm so excited. And just remember that it's him. Mm. And he was so, he just put his hand on my shoulder. He was like, so thank He was like, thank you so much. Mm. I also had nothing to lose because I was never going to see this guy again. <laughs> possibly, <laughs> possibly, possibly, possibly. But, but at the same time, I had everything to lose because when these doors open, because they will, because this is a word from the Lord, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, remember, okay, God. And then what if that, I know a seed's planted, but to me, faith is like sharing a prophetic word. So that's one moment recently. And then another, another moment was I was getting my hair done last week or when very recently. And the woman was shampooing my hair, which is like the best part of getting your hair done. It is, <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, God, what do you want to say? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, what do you, what do you think about her? And this is Mm. um, an older woman, like old enough to be my mom. And I know nothing about this woman, nothing. My best friend does my hair and she's like, I'm going to send you over to so-and-so. She's awesome. So I'm just sitting there and then I just see her praying for a son. Once again, I do not know this woman or anything about her life. Mm -hmm. And I see her praying for a son, like a prodigal coming home kind of thing, Mm. like something. And so when she's done- it's a vision that you got. Yeah, it's just like a like my imagination. Like yeah, something's yeah. happening in my imagination. I'm thinking hmm. out. I'm playing out a story in my head that mm-hmm. like I'm not making up. But anybody yeah. could think, oh, I just have a really wild imagination, which is from the Lord. <laughs> so, <Right. laughs> um, so I just look at her when she's done, and I said, um, I said, uh, I know this is so random, but do you have a son? And she's like, I have two. I was like, this is so cool. I was like, well, I was sitting here and asking the Lord, 
Mm. what he wanted to say to you. And I saw you praying for your son. I said, I don't know what you're praying and I don't know what you're believing for, but I know that your prayers Mm. matter. I know that God hears you and I know he's going to do something because you're faithfully continuing to pray. And she was like, I just got off the phone with my son. I was reprimanding him for not boom, 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 boom. And da, 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 da. She's like, thank you so much. And I was like, can I pray with you? And look, we're in a bougie salon in Dallas, okay? (laughs) And all these people are getting the hair washed. And I'm just like, can I pray with you? And she's like, yes. And I just do a quick prayer for her. Like, Jesus, I thank you for this woman. I thank you for her son. I thank you for Mm. her life. And I thank you for doing what you want to do in her son's life, bringing him fully home completely to you Mm. and blessing him and blessing her. What Mm -hmm. Simple. So those are two moments that are recent. Yeah. That's a great question too. When you're kind of in proximity, maybe in an Uber or getting your hair done, but it's just like in your spirit, God, what do you want to say to this person? What do you Mm. love about this person? How can I encourage them? And then, yeah, let your imagination go wild because that is from God. Did you have any other interactions at this Comic-Con like festival? Okay. I feel like we need to hear some of those. (laughs) There is a group of kids standing at our table. I say kids. Oh my goodness. It's like we're reached the age where we're saying kids in their early twenties. I'm like, there's one girl, beautiful, is standing in lingerie with a cape wrapped around her. Hmm. I've just never been to anything like this. Mm-hmm. And all these people are like, you look so beautiful. And this kid looks at me and he goes, doesn't she look beautiful? And I'm like, <gasps> and I look at her. And I'm like, well, clearly I'm not going to tell her she looks beautiful standing in lingerie in a whole room full of people. But I mm-hmm. look at her and I said, you, it's so simple, but I was like, you mm-hmm. are so beautiful. And I was like, all I know to do is declare her identity over her right now. Yeah. You are a beautiful person. Like, and she was like, mm-hmm. thank you. It's so, so sincere eye contact. I did not feel like the Lord was like, you know, like, yeah, yeah. And, you know, we had some really serious conversations. This one lady that was walking us around was, um, a Christian. And I just want to say, um, one person walking us around was trans, very open, very much. So talking about wearing their binder, very, all this stuff. I actually didn't know what they meant by trans. Like this is, you know, so new for me. I know what trans means, but do you know what I'm saying? It's like, I didn't know if they were born a man or a woman or what the, you know, their name, I didn't know, but they were Mm -hmm. so kind. And I know they were a little standoffish when we first got there, but I was Mm -hmm. like, we're going to love the hell out of this person. Literally. You know, yeah. like they are not going to be able to see the devil mm. working in our midst, you know? Yeah. And so um, I remember being very intentional. My friend and I were very intentional with this person to speak life over them. And this other woman told us that her kids don't go to church anymore because, which we didn't know she was a Christian. Her kids didn't go to church anymore because of this trans kid and the way the church treats this person. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, and let me, let me be very clear. I'm a Bible believing Christian. I believe that churches should, the door should be open for LGBTQ continued people to mm-hmm. come into the door and encounter the presence of God and his love and be transformed mm-hmm. by it. Mm-hmm. I, I also believe that once you just, I believe in God's word, once you hear the word of God, mm-hmm. There's transformation that happens and it's a choice on our end. We have free will. Therefore, Mm. when we fall in love with the man Jesus, we don't get a cookie cutter, choose what we want to do. I believe Mm. that we live the word of God because it's what liberates us and keeps us in freedom and helps us see who we were really meant to be. Therefore, God actually made you a man and God actually made you a woman because there's a purpose in you being a man or a woman. And I believe the devil comes Mm. and kills, steals, and destroys our identity early on somehow. So I'm just going to be real. 
if you're okay with the fuel to that fire for this podcast. (laughs) I just want to be clear on the stance that I take that I believe you were born a man for a purpose to be a man and you were born a woman, the purpose to be a woman. And I believe marriage is between a husband and a wife. Mm. But I also believe that it is okay to love people who do not yet claim that Jesus is Lord because they haven't met him yet. And if they don't see him in you and they don't see his kindness and they don't see the fruit of the spirit in you, why would they want him? Yeah. They already know that you think they're wrong. If you're a Christian, they already know Mm. that you you are, they already think you're judging them, you're criticizing, whatever it may be. And so Mm. it was really cool to be able to love this person and love this other woman who claimed to be a Christian, but was all over the place, not a Bible, definitely not a Bible believing Christian, Mm. but it wasn't, we weren't relationally ready to correct. Yeah. But I could speak from the heart of the Lord creatively into situations Mm. or things that she would say. Um, Like I did tell her, I believe, I said, I'm so sorry that your kids aren't at church because of that. I said, church should be the one place that they should be able to walk into. And I'm sorry. I didn't say church is the one place they should walk into and be accepted by how they're choosing to live right now. But I also am a witness, truly, to multiple men and women coming into the church, gay, encountering the presence of God, nobody Mm. reprimanding them, being Mm -hmm. completely transformed and marrying somebody of the opposite sex and having children. Now, does that temptation come at them still? Possibly in life. And some of them are really close to me. And yes, it does still come at them. But they Mm. genuinely love their spouse. They love their children. And they've chosen to to live the full word of God. Mm. So I say that because history, I look forward and I'm like, they need to know him and encounter him and who he really is if there's going to be a change. Because it's not going to come through me being like, you wrong. So (laughs) I I feel like it was a seed planting mission for sure. And, Mm. and sharing our faith looked like being aware of the Holy spirit and asking him how to love each person intentionally that was in front Mm -hmm. of us without being weak sauce. Do you know what I mean? Like, don't be, don't be weak sauce. And I'm not sitting there asking you about your life and how you got where you are. I'm not trying to meddle in, the darkness that you're agreeing with. I just mm. want you to know that God loves you and I love you and I want you to be who he created you to be. And so I That's want to so be a good. safe place for those people. Mm-hmm. I love the way that you bring the truth and love together. That is, I feel like so central to having conversations about faith and, and having those com- conversations rather than confrontations, right? That's our goal. And we can't do that if we leave truth out and we can't do it if we leave love out. And so I love the way that you've brought those two things together. That's so true. They go together. I think that's the thing, even what, what the the fear of sharing our faith feels like we're bombarding people with truth. Mm. But if you have love in your heart for the person in front of you, it's easy to speak truth in humility and love and kindness. You know, it's not like mm-hmm. you're, you're not the person with the bullhorn in downtown Fort Worth screaming, you're going to hell to everybody. Right, <laughs> right. Know? Right. Well, Jamie Lynn, we so we're, we're loving the stories that you are sharing so far. And so far, it's been a couple handful of situations where there are people that you don't already know. And we know that you have a couple stories about sharing your faith with family members as well. Can you share about those with our listeners? Totally. Um, so there's a family member that it was really hard I'm speaking in code because I don't feel like it would be appropriate for me to share which family member, but I, I really was sharing. I was afraid to share my faith because 
I was spirit filled. Like I had the Holy Spirit now Mm. and that was very different than how we grew up. And so I remember, you know, being made fun of by this person a little bit and they're just making jokes, but it hurt because I so desired them to know that God was like absolutely real. Mm. And so it was much harder for me to share what God was doing. And I just remember me and another family member prayed for God to really get this person's attention because they were really hurt by the church. So this wasn't Mm -hmm. like, um, they weren't even like seeking the Lord or following the Lord, but they knew the word and they knew God was real, but they weren't following him, which makes a difference, like just very stagnant. And it was showing up in a lot of ways in the family. And I just remember this other family and I prayed, let me tell you, for like 10, 12 years for this person. Wow. And there was an event we were going to. And I we prayed that at this event that they would really encounter the Lord. And let me just say there were there were glimpses. Like I was afraid to share my faith with this person. For some reason, I don't know what it is. Can we just be real for a second? Why is it so hard to share our faith with family? Yeah, honestly. (laughs) Like, why is it so hard to share our faith with Mm. family? Which I do have a like radical story about that that happened on Easter. But it's so scary too. And I don't know why it was, but it was, I think it's because it means so much more and we don't want to break what we have because Mm -hmm. it's family, but you're in it for life. And this is who you are. So ask God to express. So I just remember I would say things, but I just felt so shrunk back. Like mm. it's there to really fully share. So I just, me and this other family just prayed and prayed and prayed for this person. We, we were hosting an event and we asked the Holy Spirit to come and touch them. And let me just say they did get touched. And then they were like, oh, and they're following the Lord again. But I look back and I feel like I didn't have the maturity mm. and wisdom to know how to share my faith with this family member like I wanted to. But now it's like an open book. Oh yeah, I got to this. You know, it's like, it's amazing. But but at the time, I mean, you learn a lot too by, by the failures or by the lack of being courageous. Mm. And I don't know what it is other than I feel the Lord has showed me the more informed I am in God's word and in relationship with him, the more courageous I can be. So I feel like looking back in my 20s, especially in my early twenties when I wasn't as courageous, I could do it with the stranger. I could walk up to a stranger and ask them if I could pray for them or, you know, mm. healing, why are you on crutches, blah, blah, blah. Um, can I pray for healing for you? But um, this was yeah. more personal. And so I feel like I, I don't ever want to feel that way again. I don't ever want to, mm. I'm grateful to know what it feels like to have had opportunities and not take them, even though I was yeah. praying for them that whole time. But yeah. Do you recall Jamie Lynn, what, you know, that moment where you had that conversation where you decided to walk through the door that the Lord had opened. Do you remember what that, that interaction, what that moment, what the context was, how that, how that played out? What do you, can you be more specific on like, do you mean with this family member or do you? Yeah. Yeah. With that family member. Well, it was my wedding day. (gasps) Ah. Wow. It wasn't that I shared. It's that we prayed that the Lord would come and touch this person. And on my, my okay. they came and apologized to me and wow, they were like, I feel the presence of God here. Wow. And my friends are saying they feel the presence of God here. And it was so super surreal. Mm. And I was so undone that it was my wedding day. Mm-hmm. And 
And they were touched. I mean, literally prayed, Holy Spirit, come touch this person. Let them hear you. Let them encounter you. Let your presence fill this place. Mm. And they apologized to me. And they were like, I feel the presence of God. And they started following the Lord again openly. Wow. So that was the turning point, the prayer at your wedding. Yeah, for them. I mean, they lost everything. Like there was a lot that God got their attention, but mm, this sure. this was the turning point of the conversation. And then the fruit mm. from there was going after the Lord again. And then all of a sudden I could talk to them about anything and everything. It was mm. like, it was like all normal. Kind of like, this sounds weird. You know, like when you get married and you're like, you've been waiting till you get married. And then all of a sudden everything's normal. it's not yes kind of like it was kind of like from that moment on that conversation Mm. everything was normal after that wow that's so cool Mm. and so they've like yeah they've been following him since Mm -hmm. oh wow and faithful prayer i mean Mm -hmm. how many years have you been praying for that that specific family member 12 years 12 years that's good yeah. And you know, one thing that caught my attention earlier was that when you, they made jokes, they, they were, they were joking about you and your faith, whatever it was. And you know, our, everyone's temptation is to take it personally. And you had the the presence of mind to, to be heartbroken, not because you were being rejected, but yeah. because it was the Lord and, and their faith that they were making fun of that they were mm-hmm. that they were rejecting. And so I think that's so wise and that's such a good yeah. reminder for all of us that if someone has something against us, the fact that we're Christians, whatever it is, it's not personal. Yeah. It's not personal. It's mm-hmm. in the spiritual realm mm-hmm. and we can continue to pray. And that's okay. That's okay if that's what that looks like right now. Absolutely. Yeah. The Bible's pretty clear about that, that we will be Rejected, but I love that there was redemption in in that story too for your family member. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this week's podcast. Please subscribe so you'll make sure to catch part two of Jamie Lynn's interview next week. You can follow us on social media at Ask About My Faith on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. God bless you this week.